What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another fantabulous episode of the What's Your Opinions podcast. Today's not like any other day. It's nice. It's sunny out. It was super cold. So we're officially in the fall weather. Fall, you mean, it's it's all about the spooky titties, guys. It's all about the spooky whatevers, thongs, whatever you guys are into. I'm into it, especially horror movies. I'm really into horror movies. But it's not about just me today. I have a very special guest here, guys. And I wouldn't do, it wouldn't give me the right to introduce him this way. So why don't you introduce yourself, Drew? (laughs) <laughs> all right spooky everything it's october let's go october is um, like the greatest month of the, of the year bro se- sexy everything october is your excuse to make anything sexy ladies so go get it go get it yeah um, uh my name's drew i am the owner of frankie collective and f is in frank vintage i'm also co-founder of bid stitch uh, among many other things i'm a father of two beautiful boys husband to my wife rhiannon an avid outdoorsman I could go on, man, but there you go. That's pretty cool, man. I, I, to me, I don't know why. Like, uh, I, I honestly love Bid Stitch. I think it's like I think it's a really great thing that you guys are doing over there. We'll get to that. But Thank you. Halloween, yeah, no problem, bro. It's an it's amazing. Uh, Halloween. What's your favorite part about Halloween? Was it when you were <laughs> younger or when you were older? Uh, probably like my twenties. I had a lot of fun on Halloween in my twenties for sure. Uh, you know, nowadays I just tend to eat all my kids' candy. But, yeah, right. You gotta eat them. I, hey, yeah. hey, I gotta check if there's razor blades, quote unquote, in the Snickers bar. But dad, it's yeah. a king size. Give me the candy. Just give me the. Candy. Oops, it's gone. Sorry, son. <laughs> exactly, exactly, man. That's what I do with my little brother and sister. I'd be like, yo, that uh, the the gumdrops you guys got, you guys gotta hand them over. There could be um the weed in there. They don't understand that. They're like six and eight. They're like seven and nine. Yeah, I'm like, you guys can eat all the raisins and apples, but yeah. I actually can't, can't eat the apples because they're not wrapped. But the raisins, you guys can eat. <laughs> I'll take the candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it, it's all about Halloween sometimes. Uh, my favorite part. Oh, I yeah, I mean, movies. my favorite part, just sorry to go back, is that I, uh, yeah, in my 20s, man, we used to dress crazy. I've always been like, you know, I don't really go fantasy too much. I go like movie characters or like yeah, 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 funny yeah, yeah. characters from like you know like foobar if you're canadian you know that shit or like uh you know like i'm go as like an 80s aerobic instructor or some shit like that but it's always mm-hmm. good times yo one time i was i dressed as a pirate and my my aunt used to make my costumes all the time i messed up on the on the pants part and i got them a little too tight my dad i was like six or seven or something like that out of nowhere my dad's like please tell me you're not gay. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't understand what that meant. I was like, my dad's like, why is that like, cool? You just made a mistake. Let's go. Let's go trick or treating. And then <laughs> he changed my costume mid part. Cause I had, uh, and I had like really, really, uh, they were like white pants. Cause obviously they were wearing like white pants, but uh, in those times. So he just gave me black jeans, black jeans with a ruffled t-shirt, a bandana or a do rag. And then an eye patch. Nobody yeah, knew but... who I was. They thought there I was you go. All set. But you're a big part of the, the vintage community. Uh, a lot of people I've been asking about, I'm like, oh, you know, Bid Stitch, before I even got uh, reached out to you guys. And they're just saying, oh, the two guys, Drew, he's an amazing person in the community. And I looked you up, and sure enough, like, you seem like a really, really chill guy. And that's why I wanted to get either one of you, uh, you or Lars on to just talk about, you know, vintage and just, like, what Bid Stitch is and all that stuff. Yeah, 100%, man. Thank you. Um yeah, no I've, problem, I've been in, I've been in the game for a long time, like twenty years doing this doing this uh, grind we call selling other people's used clothes. You know? Yeah, um, you know what's crazy? I've, I I'm like I'm barely in my twenties. I'm twenty two, damn near twenty three, and I've been doing it since I was about fourteen. And nice. I feel like I'm old, I feel like I'm old as hell. <laughs> I be like, man. And there's some people like talk about like, oh, I've been doing this since like I was like nineteen. I'm like, oh wow, I'm like how old are you? Like, oh, I'm like fifty two. I was like, geez, my man. I'm like you any more than I am. Yeah, no kidding. It's 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 interesting. I've seen the I've seen the business, you know, ups and downs. I've seen it go through all kinds of different changes. Good. Yeah, we good, man. I just I'm just putting okay. timestamps on so I know what to edit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, a bit, it's been, the business has gone through crazy changes with technology, with pop culture, with who's wearing what, with like, you know, we follow That's... like the the fashion the trend as well and, yeah and that's always happened crazy. like no, no matter what don't you think like it's crazy how like things just kind of like like turn itself around and get modernized it's crazy like with ablo virgil with louis vuitton how they did the whole louis vuitton like sports specialty scripts 
Yeah, I think that whole movement is awesome. You know, I think that was like a point in, in fashion where streetwear really, really collided with designer, right? And there's not much differentiating the two anymore, which is an interesting yeah, you can. place, you know, and it's it used to be very different. It used to be that, uh, you know, Louis Vuitton was like a high class thing and they didn't want to be associated with streetwear per se or Gucci associated with streetwear, all these different things. Right. It was just like, so, it was like, a, like a whole like facade. Like you just can't do that at all. We don't do, we don't mess with those people. Exactly. And that now Louis Vuitton has like a skateboard shoe, which is like, you know, yeah. skateboard. When I was growing up, skateboarding was a dirtbag culture. It's like, we were the outcasts. We were like kicked out we of place. Punks and all that stuff. Yeah. I was so part of that. Yeah. Hell I, skateboarded, yeah. I skateboarded for a few years. Uh, I remember, Oh man, I remember my first board was uh, I think ah, I, I'm forgetting the name of it. I think it was like Enterprise something. It was like with the like the raindrop and like the fire, like the little pit of fire. Oh, you mean uh, something world industries. industries? World Industries. World Industries. Yeah. That was like my first skateboard I ever owned, and then I had Birdhouse, and then nice. I I uh, and I just dressed like that. But then I dressed like I had like it was really weird because like when I used to because my uh, my dad when he was a single parent, he dressed me like I was part of the Nelly era. I was wearing like the triple XL T-shirts and all that stuff. But then I was like skateboarding. Which is like mad weird for a lot of people. Yeah, well, that's like the, the kind of like, you know, I like to say that's like the yo movement in skateboard. There's like, there's hash and there's fresh and you were on the fresh side, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm not really big with skateboarding terms, so you would yeah, have to Yeah, no, that's that cool. Down it just means like, like, me. like you're saying there's like a punk rock, kind of like rock and roll vibe and then there's like a more hip hop vibe. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get know, what you Back mean, then there was... It was more divided into like two categories, but now I mean it's divided into like ten categories. But oh yeah, you, um, yeah, yeah. So it's just interesting to see that whole movement, and yeah, it's you know fashion. You know, speaking on that in general terms, runs on like an eighteen twenty year cycle through history, right? So every twenty years, you just well, not every twenty years, but where we are now, you look back twenty years from today, and that's like two thousand and one, right? Yeah, and that's kind of what's hitting something interesting is happening in fashion too. Basically it's always been about a 20 year, 18 to 20 year cycle where those things will come back in fashion on the main, main stage, you know, the runways and like, you'll see it in stores, but yeah, now yeah, yeah. because of social and because of the, the world's moving so fast, everything's happening so fast that that cycle is shrinking. So really now is. we're looking at like a 15 year cycle where things are coming back into fashion and keep Even shrinking. possibly 10 years. Exactly. So it's kind of wild. It can't shrink too much or else it's like, it's still oh, too fresh in your memory banks, you know? Yeah. Like just like a week post on Depop. I, I, I went crazy. I went like, I, I couldn't like baffle my mind around. It was just like this chick posted this Hannah Montana t-shirt and she called it vintage. And it sold for like a hundred dollars. It was a Hannah Montana, like big print t-shirt. I was like, excuse me? I was like, yeah, what? It, it's insane. Like see stuff like that. I'm like Hannah Montana was like 10, 12 years ago, like thirteen years ago. Yeah, I'm like how is I, like, how is know, it expensive I'm, already? That's it's wild, and I'm I'm selling that kind of stuff too, and I'm I'm not against it. I'm like if that sh people want that shit, and I find it, I'm gonna sell it. You know, like why not? Yeah, there's no I don't have like a uh, I won't personally buy it, but I'll sell it to someone that would buy it. Yeah, if someone appreciates that, who am I to judge? I think that's cool, you know? Like, if they want that shit, that's great. And I also respect the people that are, like, very curated in, in what they sell. But, like, mm -hmm. we kind of do it all, right? So, yeah, I got to stay on top of those trends and, like, be follow that. You know, I was putting up, like, Katy Perry shirts this week. And I'm like, that yeah. shit ain't that old. But that'll hit somebody in the heartstrings and somebody will want that, you know? I, I Like, I'm doing it right now. Do you know, like, the Mexican bootleg anime t-shirts by any chance? Yeah, I'm not like a I'm not a collector or anything, but I am aware of them. Yeah, but yeah, those things are like a huge, like kind of like a little bit of a big thing in the anime community. I've been seeing a lot of those pop up. I mean, it's they're inexpensive. Only certain ones. There's certain ones that go for like two hundred dollars, which I, I it baffles me. But like I'm kind of curating into that because I'm a huge fan of anime. I've been an anime fan since I was probably like five or six, and nice. I was like, oh snap, they're pretty cool. That's like a hype beast movement, but yet they have this old school like rap tee kind of printing on it, which is pretty nice. The material, the materialistic of the tea is garbage. It's like a weird cotton and it just, it looks like it would be dry rot in a second. But other than that, it's a really <laughs> great t-shirt. Like, honestly, if I were to literally get a baby and put their hands and they can tear it, they'd probably tear it. Uh, it's, uh, the prints are cool, man. They're always big print. They're interesting, unique graphics, right? Well, uh, a, a cool history about it. So those designs, 
those are all those are all officially des- those are all official designs by the creators of those animes. It's just they didn't use those in promotions. So what they'll do is they'll send it over to Mexico and their department, and they'll sell them off. Those those um, people will just put those on T-shirts and sell them for like, you know, like like fifty pesos, which is like almost like what three dollars in our like in our currency. So those yeah. are all official like anime supposed to use in, uh, promos. They just you know scrapped it and they just sold off the art. They still have rights to it, but they're just like you guys can sell the arts. We we got a good pay out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that, man. They're pretty cool. I, I I like the little history behind it. Totally. That's rad. So, what else are you into for vintage? Uh, I'm a huge for like the longest time since I've been around. I I've been a part of the snapback community. Okay. I love vintage. Sna- I love vintage snapbacks from sports specialties, logo athletic to um, starter to the game to um, you know adjust. Uh, I really don't get the whole part with you, like youngin. I'm not. I, I've been so far from the snapback community. I can say I just got back into it, and then that, that's a whole market that's crazy in itself. But those are like my favorites, like of snapback brands. I you can even I can even uh, stretch one out and go with uh, what was that brand I used to love wearing? Um, uh, I, I'm forgetting the brand of it. Oh, it was an anime brand. It was called World Anime Industries. It was a brand from like 1996 to like 2001. And they would get the old, they would buy a bunch of new era snapbacks, take the tags off, and then put a bunch of anime designs on there, which are really cool. Which I've had like a Sailor Moon, I've had a Dragon Ball Z, I've had um, a Yu Yu Hakusho, I've even had a Berserk one, which I regret selling to this day. Wow, I've never really seen many of those, man. We used to be really big in the snapback game when it was popping like, you know, like eight years ago. Four or five years ago. Yeah, like, I mean, even before that. 26 no, I would say we like were, 2016 we it died. I would say like 2014 we to like 2012 2014 was it was at its peak until now. Yeah. Totally. And we were um we were we even were we had a, one of the first websites selling vintage snapbacks mm-hmm. uh which was even back to like 2009. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, super OG and we were buying tons and distributing tons. We were wholesaling to stores. This is when, like, before the whole T-shirt sneaker hype movement kind of happened. Oh, a lot uh, of the people that got into vintage started through the snapback in sports and then yeah. kind of morphed into, like, the sneaker world and then morphed into the T-shirt world. And it's kind of been this, like, evolution, you know? But a lot of it started with hats. And there was a lot of hat collectors even back as far as 2009. Yeah, there's a hatback collector I know, uh, two of them. Uh, they kind of put me on game. Uh, my buddy Giovanni, if you guys want to follow him, he goes by snapback under snapped underscore back eight three one. Um, he kind of okay. he gave me my first ever like snapback lot that I could sell off of. I met him when I was fourteen. I've been friends with them ever since. And Bay Area thrifter, I, I reside in the Bay Area, by the way. Oh, nice. And he bought. I got my very first snapback off of him, and he took his time, like kind of telling me the history about it, how cool these snapbacks are, like forty minutes. And I got to talk to him, and he was a really nice dude. So big shout out to Bay Area Thrifter if you guys want to. If you guys are from the Bay Area or you're a Cowboys fan, Oakland A's fan, he pretty much got it all, especially with the snapbacks. And he and he gets great prices on there. So if you guys want to, you know, check him out, go check him out for sure. That's dope. Yes, like uh, some of the OGs from way back in the day was like Samuel Snapson. He mm-hmm. might still be around. Uh, we got. Man, Kirk- I haven't heard that name in forever. For all to envy, even yeah, like the Iceman. Uh, Andrew Kinney was on was on YouTube as the Iceman, but he he canceled his channel. He used to post snapback videos. Oh, really? Um, there was uh, geez, man, who else? There was a big community, but it was like a lot. I mean, obviously, a lot smaller than it is now. It's just crazy. Like, and th- there's I would been say a it's super... continuing to grow, but there's a lot of drama going into it, and that's why, like, I get reluctant going back into certain communities because I can't stand like I can't stand like drama. Like, like, like the gatekeeping drama and like, like gatekeeping and, and that's not the whole thing. Like, I hate gatekeeping. Like, who gives you the right to tell somebody like, you can't, you know, you can't do something. That's like the same yeah. thing with like anime, like anime, like the anime community, not just with t- not t-shirts at all, from what I'm aware of, but like the anime community in general, they just gatekeep the hell out of people. They're like, oh, uh, like, uh, you're like my hero. I like I my hero academia. And like, oh, do you like Deku? I'm like, nah, I really don't like Deku as a main character. Oh, and then why are you watching him? I'm like, because it's a cool show. I'm like, let me be. Yeah. Like, that's, not that's everybody's why. gonna not everybody's gonna agree with your opinions. 
And sometimes your opinions may suck, but those are your opinions. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to argue on them. If that's what you think, that's what you think. I'm going to think what I think. And I'm going to continue to watch this. And you're not going to stop me from watching this. What I do have a problem with is with people like now with the vintage community, a snapback community is like a lot of us are making customs. And it's really, really dope. But you have people that are blatantly taking their designs and just putting like the minor flip on them. Yeah, see, I saw, speaking on that topic, um, uh, fuck, I forget the guy's name. Who's the guy out of New York that has a store in New York City? Uh, big sports. Mr. Collector. Throwback? Yeah, Mr. Throwback. Okay. Are you in the WWVSE? Uh, I am not. I am. I am. I have a bunch of, uh, you know, people that I know personally and big friends that are in there, such yeah. as like uh, Giovanni Snapback Score and A31. Uh, what's his name? Slickwick sixteen hundred, aka Ohad's LA. Follow him. Amazing snapback dealer. I've met him for a while. Uh, Frankie Flow Goods. Um, just a ton of people that I know personally, like as friends. Yeah. So I'm in know. that group. I've been in that group for a few years. Well, I've been in that group for a lot of years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, mostly dope guys. And uh, I so recently, Mister Throwback went out and made the shark tooth blanks to make like shop hats and shit. Those are pretty and cool. Then, and they, by the way, this is not like I'm not putting my opinion on this. I'm just telling you the facts. Yeah, and then yeah, he, yeah. He got thrown out of the group for making those shark tooth blanks because I guess people in the group didn't agree that they should be on the market and it's going to dilute the the vintage market per se or whatever's going to happen there. And yeah, you know the same scenario of like someone making a custom making something to make customs and then people getting pissed about it. And it's happening in the vintage community, like crazy mm -hmm. where the, I mean the whole bootleg versus fake versus copy, all these different things that are out, like you got to differentiate them. And if you, if you're going to yeah. do the bootlegs or the customs or whatever you want to call it, you got to be transparent on what you're doing. And you have to let people know. Exactly. And if you're I, blatantly most, trying most to people doing it are good and they're like doing yeah. designs that were never made and they're being very transparent that it's a bootleg yeah, which yeah. is good so it's I, a bootleg I, of the bootleg yeah and i think that's fine and i don't i think that's completely fine but if you're trying to pass it off as vintage or something like that like i don't know what the whole situation with mr throwback was he trying to pass them off as like i don't think he was costumes? and i don't really know i don't really know why exactly he got kicked out but i did see the news come up and then that's kind of I that's guess, kind of that's kind of strange he was, then because he was well he was selling the blanks so people mm -hmm. could do whatever they wanted but yes. he wasn't make he was only making shop hats which obviously if you're buying a Mr. Throwback hat you know it's not a legit you know it's not hat. yeah yeah i mean there's but there's then, morons of the world that will try to put resell that on eBay and be like oh you know vintage whatever but that's just them but we knowingly it's a shop hat it's it's yeah, not, exactly. it's not mass so, produced. It's never mass produced. I think it was the fact that he was selling them blank for other people potentially to make bootlegs mm -hmm. or retro copies that was maybe what they didn't like and i don't again i don't really know that's just my like assumption of the situation so yeah i mean that wouldn't make sense because there's a lot of dudes in there that make similar they make similar things that what he did not the shark tooth but like the scripts even though they do make their own style to it i mean that i don't to me it must have been something else because those same dudes were doing the same yeah. thing or that's just favoritism and that's just not right it but, could have been it could have been some like again could have been some kind of other shit going on there maybe yeah, something yeah. else happened that they didn't want to talk about or is just like playing favorites who fucking knows yeah uh, that's like i don't know play favorites is kind of weird in the vintage community yeah. you pick and choose uh but ultimately totally. i think like with snapbacks and even t-shirts it's crazy how like things just fluctuate during time like there's a time where like rap tees were dead like yeah. you're not getting them the prices you're getting now like i want to say like 2016 17 like, that was the whole Hype Beast movement, the whole, uh, you know, V-Loan, Supreme, Babe, like, that huge movement. And for people that were really smart, unlike me, I wasn't smart enough to be like, oh, I'm just going to buy, buy these rap tees for, like, 200 Because to me, those are expensive. I don't yeah. like spending more money than I, than I would like to spend on it. Like, I remember I had this uh, – you remember the movie uh, – oh, I'm forgetting the movie. It was, like, with Martin Lawrence. And this, the, there was a crazy chick. That, like, it was, like, a stalker. Yeah, movie. you're talking about um... – Thin line between love and hate. Yeah, totally. We do. So I, I, had, I had those, dude. I had those teas dead stock. I probably had like two hundred of that tea. Really? Yeah, and I sold them for so mm. cheap, dude. Back in the day, it was stupid. 
I was able to get my, I bought mine. It was brand new and it wasn't dry rot or anything. It was taken care of. It just had a weird smell. And then obviously the power of a washing machine. Yeah. Like I, that's, a, that's another thing. I can't stand people that just uh, wear stuff straight from the thrift. <laughs> you must not care about your life. You must not care about who you with. You just do not care about a single person. Just you thinking you look fly in a 20 year old t-shirt that probably has some hobo's piss on it. You very well could, man. Very well could. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I've definitely put on a shirt before to tie oh shit on that I've never that I haven't washed. But usually, I tend to wash it if I'm gonna rock it for a minute. Yeah, I'm like a clean. I'm a clean person, bro. Like, I gotta keep everything washed. Like, when I get like bags, I'm like, this is going straight in the washer. This is going, this is going to laundromat. I literally went to a Goodwill, got three huge bags worth of clothes, and there's a laundromat on the corner of Goodwill. Went to the laundromat, washed them, then put the t-shirt on. Then okay. there you go. I know a lot of guys do that, dude. Good for you. Yeah. So those the, the rap tea thing, you know, it is crazy. We used to sell. We had thin line between love and hate. We had um, uh, waiting to exhales dead stock. We had a bunch of other rap teas dead stock. Some of them we were getting like 200, 150 yeah. and then we were getting like some of them were sold for super cheap. Like I sold waiting to exhales, the good rap tea style one for like mm-hmm, fifty mm-hmm. bucks for like no way two hundred of them. And this was back in that era you're talking about, like 216, 217. And, um, you know, today, like, those those are worth fucking bank, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, but you, like, it's been like love and hate. That's like 800. Like, if it's the, because usually with those t shirts, I've seen them many, many times now to know that, like, the, the first thing to go when you're wearing that too much, you're washing it, is Martin Lawrence's face. Like, it starts to chip away. Even with that, with the chipped away face and like the back is like destroyed, like the printing is not even there anymore. You're still getting around 800 for that dead stock. You're probably getting almost up to 2k for that. And it's insane to think like, damn, That's I really crazy. sold that for 400. I sold it for 40 bucks. Oh my God, bro. Yeah. I'm happy I got to sell mine for 400. Cause I literally convinced him like it's a dead stock, bro. When's the last time you seen this dead stock? I'm like, you always see Martin Lawrence's chipped up face. You want to look fly at this party, bro. You pay 400 look fly. He was like, uh, all right, man. And then next thing you know, I got 400 and then I spent it all on Pokemon cards. <laughs> nice. Yeah. See, I'm I a huge Pokemon like, collector. <laughs> there's a market for like people that are going to project the future, right? Like that's like oh, yeah. speculating, right? When you're speculating stocks, you're basically like judging on something's future price, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, when you're going to buy something and, and project that it's going to be up in the future, that's speculating. And, a lot of people do that, right? And we have never really done that. I'm starting to do that more now. But back then, it was like, we get shit, we sell it, right? Because oh, yeah. we're, you know, we're in this business to move product. And, you know, I don't regret it, really. It's just crazy to see certain prices now. But again, there's also things like people maybe in the last year have speculated prices, too, and gone heavy into, say, Disney or something. Oh, yeah. And that's, this like, a, way like, down. 2020 was Disney's year. 2020, I think it's kind of died down a little bit this year. Like for sure, dude. I, dude, I was selling but, certain Disney shirts for like three hundred bucks that I used to sell for like thirty bucks, right? Yeah, and, it, and it's crazy how like it just yeah. goes up like that. But then now those shirts that I sold for three hundred are probably back to like a hundred. So people who speculated on the Disney market, like maybe long term they'll be okay. I don't know. Nobody knows. But right now they're way down. Oh yeah, so that, that's a hundred percent. Like that's the one truth. Like people that are still trying to sell like those t-shirts like you say for three hundred dollars and you're just like and you're not budgeting like i tried buying one i, I was on, i was going for the price i think he was selling a uh an aladdin one like the tv show if people remember the aladdin tv show uh there was a tv show promo and it was like she was asking like 250 i had 200 and i was like oh do you mind feeling like i had like 200 i'll pay 200 cash right now like it's yeah i know if he doesn't agree with the offer then okay cool you know like we'll go on but he was being mad disrespectful about it. like yo this should have been. This is like easily a thousand dollar t shirt. I'm like, all right, calm down, buddy. Yeah. Well, again, if it's like if it's a thousand dollar t shirt, then go get your thousand and stop. Why yeah. charge it two fifty? Why charge? That's like my thing. I hate people that cap in the like with prices and stuff like that. Like if you're if you're gonna try to BS me, I way be like, oh, you're gonna try to get me into a long term investment when that's probably been in your your uh your back pocket for like probably a couple months now because you can't sell it. You know, like don't get mad at me when I'm trying to ask you why, why, why didn't you sell it for a thousand, or why isn't it going for a thousand? Yeah, you know, when you look at speculating and you look at future prices and stuff like that, and you look at what holds value, 
it's always the things that are rooted in like very significant cultural points of history. So like hip hop is a major significant part of American history, right? Like Harley Davidson is a significant part of American history. Um, You know, there's certain things that will hold value, like like certain bands and they have such deep rooted followings that, that, that they'll probably continue to do well. So that's why you have to think about it. And you have to think like, is this just a, a flash in the pan fad or is it something that's rooted in like, real cultural significance and like I as think much as i want to say like the like like with sports like anything cowboys that fan base is so rooted into the football and it's so huge for them being practically irrelevant for 25 years and it still sells at a good price totally yeah like with i would say like a little bit i'm, a, I'm, a, I'm being biased because i'm a niners fan but a lot of my niner stuff sells pretty frequently because of what they were able to do with that run they had with those uh, five Super Bowl run they had. But the Cowboys, that's just like, that's like the Bulls we're talking about. Like anything Bulls, like you can easily get 40, 50 bucks for one for a simple t shirt. Yeah, dude. Bulls has been like Bulls and Raiders. Even that's though, iconic. Like, iconic. Like, and, yeah. And again, that kind of, that kind of plays, it's obviously plays to sports fans, but it also plays to their significance in pop culture and hip hop and other things as well, right? Yeah. Like you can't talk about the Raiders unless you talk about NWA. Exactly. And like all the like all this stuff, like you can't talk about starter jackets unless you talk about the Raiders or the Kings. Like even though the Kings have been completely irrelevant, their culture on 90s hip hop and late mid 80s to 90s hip hop was so huge. Like my dad used to tell me, like, you weren't in unless you had like a Kings parka. Totally, dude. And my dad had the Raiders, but he did have a Raiders hat at one point. Then he burned it. Because he, he wanted to bet. And that's the same thing right now with the snapback community. All the Raider hats are just spiking up because LeBron James w- was seen wearing an official Los Angeles Raiders uh, double-line script. No shit. Yeah, well, because there's been, there's been certain double-line scripts go for like 1500 or like – I don't know what the prices are now. Like uh, It's kind of died down. Like the 1500 was like – it felt like brand new with tags, crispy clean, like – Easy himself might have maybe wore it, wore it to be able to be $1,500. But I definitely saw one sell for that, like, maybe six months ago. But yeah, it, um, it just depends. It's like, my thing is, I'm not going to knock you on your price. It may be someone's asking price. Someone may be willing to buy that stuff. So who am I to say, oh, that's a shitty price. But someone else could be like, that's a pretty cool price. But then again, it goes to, like, that whole market standpoint with, like, inflating the market so much when i don't think the market should be anywhere near it to me if that's and to me it's like at this day and age like we have a lot of teenagers that are getting into this uh business as well because it's quick money and it's a it's but it's also like the prices is also like relative to access right so oh yeah like you're if you're a bit deeper in the business than somebody else and you have good access and you know that you're gonna find it like you know the price is gonna be less to you or let you know you're gonna want to pay less than somebody who's like I really need that, and I don't think I'm ever going to see one again, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, yeah. So it's kind of relative to who's who's buying and all these different aspects. Like, like I sold, I posted this the other day, but I sold one of my Beastie Boys T-shirts that I had in my collection to like uh, a friend, right? And he was like, mm-hmm. he he had come see, he came to see me, he picked it out, and I was like, ah, this is like my personal collection. But you know what? I'm going to sell it to you because I know that I'll find that again. Like, you probably won't. Because you're not in the business, you know. You're not like you're not deep in it as I am. Yeah. So, okay. I, and sure enough, I fucking found that shirt like two weeks later. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. So I'm like, yo, like it worked, and I, I'm glad I sold it to him. He gets to appreciate it. I got a new one because I, I'm so deep in the business and mm-hmm. whatever. And to me, like, I think, I think, you know, people knock, people paying these prices, but again, it's like if that person who paid a crazy price, like, first of all, has the money to spend. And like really wants that garment and isn't in the business or whatever it may be. Like, I just think it's stupid to like shame people f- for paying these prices. And I see that a lot, but yeah. whatever. Like the whole thing with like, uh, like with the guy you just interviewed, the Nike swoosh, uh, the center swoosh guy. Yeah. I don't know his name. Like, dude, you know how many people, like, cause I posted it and I was like, oh, who's the guy that bought these or whatever. And someone's like, oh, I would never, I, I don't understand it. I have to, I still have to read the interview that you guys gave him. So I'll definitely be checking that out. 
I, I don't see it yet because I'm not in the Nike game as big as deep as anybody else. So they can probably educate me or you can educate me like on how those things are expensive. But my thing is though now, like those people are trying to sell modern setter swooshes and trying to get those vintage prices. Yeah. I mean, and I think again, to me, it is, it is crazy. Right. But I don't, yeah. I'm not going to shame that guy for doing it. No, get your money. You know? dog. Yeah. Get your money. And get your, you know, get your I, money I, out, I, dog. Uh, shout out noodle drip i ha- i put her on my podcast and okay she, you gotta... we talk- yeah we talked a lot about the nike market right mm-hmm. uh yeah my podcast called vintage and stuff on itunes if anyone wants to go check yeah that. that's right that's right get that plug get that plug in get, get that, that plug, plug. yeah so uh yeah so i had noodle drip on and she's kind of toted as like the this this modern new wave nike queen right and we talked mm-hmm. a lot about the center swooshes about what's worth money what different tags to look out for so there is a lot into it when you're in when you're in that specific community which is its own little niche of the market right oh yeah it's like a minimalist nike thing because then there's people that are like i'm a nike head but i only fuck with like gray tag orange swoosh jordan era yeah like that right so there's 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 like now it's so crazy that this business has been segregated into different levels of nike head it's funny that it's Mm -hmm. you know it's not that like segregation is the right word it's like just there's there's different niches right yeah Um, some people and, just like and, big swooshes. Some people like uh, some people just like the big print swooshes. Some people like, uh, you know, the the chet the the, t- the titty swooshes. Some people like the center swooshes. People totally, just, there's yeah. just different facades, like you know. But and it, I think it, a lot of it's it comes so toxic back to like, sometimes, though. You know, like it sometimes is, like the skateboarding community was so toxic at one point, bro. Like golly, yeah. And I think I think that's so dumb. It's like we all found our community, whatever that community is, you want to be a part of, do you do your thing. And it, you know, most people are doing it for a couple reasons. One is that you, you actually appreciate the clothes, but I think, yeah. I think, I think the, the main reason is more that you actually find your people and find the people you find friends and find yeah, you can a find common some great ground. Friends. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's about the clothes, but it's about finding, finding community it's deeper than clothes. Yeah, it's way deeper than clothes. So that whole thing with the Nike thing, it's like, sure, it's crazy to think that a Nike center swoosh went for that much money, but that guy's so deep in the Nike center swoosh world that he knows that like that one colorway is is has only been seen once or some shit, and it's never he may be the only one ever seen it. Yeah, like I, I get them all the time. From my perspective, I. I I don't get that colorway, obviously, but I get yeah. center swooshes all the time. And I swear they're always freaking blue or black or maybe or red. red. That's like, it. I'm not going to lie, bro. Like I don't buy into the center swoosh game. I will not pay that much money for it. That's just me. If I can find one, because to me, it's like this, like, and this is why I'm, a, I'm, I'm not saying I'm hated. A lot of people just don't like my opinions when I, when I say like, oh man, like, like I'll just find that one day. Like to me, like, I'm not caring about like now, like I'll eventually get stuff. Yeah. Like, I'll eventually, like, it, it may not be that, but I'll find a center swoosh in my size and I'll pay $3 for it. And someone's like, oh, you're just an idiot because you don't, just say you're broke. I'm like, it's not that I'm broke. It's just, I'll find it one day. And not, sometimes I'm, that's way more rewarding, man. Like, oh my God, yes. Dude, you know how long it took me out of my nine years of thrifting? Never once have I ever found a Keith Haring t shirt ever. And I find one of the coolest ones, uh, I think about a month or two ago. Nice. And I forgot which one it was because it was like from like 1989 or 1991. And it's like him and like this weird abstract like room that's painted and he's naked. Oh, you found that one? Yes, I found it for $3.20. Dude, that's the sickest one, bro. That's like, that's the only one that I really want because that's like, he was photographed by some some other famous photographer. I forget the Uh, name. It's like Valencia something. Yeah. That's sick, dude. I found it for three dollars, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to pay like Keith Haring prices. I'm like, there's a couple that I really want. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like paying three hundred. If I can give him the offer of two fifty, then maybe. But I was just like, oh, cool. I I literally almost walked past it. I was walking. I'm like, I'm going through stuff, and then I just see like the the like the traditional Keith Haring, which is like the abstract like like painting. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, is that a Keith Haring? And I look, and I'm like, oh shit. And I look again. I'm like, oh shit. Then I look at the tag, it's Fruit of, the old school Fruit of the Loom. I was like, oh, shit. And then I go again, and then it's the single stitch, and it's in the greatest condition. Uh, I'll have to send you a I'll, – I'll send it later. I'll send you, like, the post I think that's it. one of the more valuable Keith Herrings, to tell you the truth. I got a good – I got a really good price for it. Someone ca- – uh, a, a, a cat of mine, before he moved to Texas, he ended up uh, cashing me out, like, immediately. Like, he never – 
he didn't even shoot a, a negotiation offer. He knew like to cash me on that price. Nice. And it was yeah, pretty cool because, but he's a huge Keith Haring fan, so I can I can appreciate giving it to him more than I would from some other person that just wants it just to flex, you know? Yeah. Because there were that. other people like oh, I don't know who that guy is, but you're selling it for what seven hundred? I just want it for seven hundred. I was like, oh, uh, okay. And then my boy is like, oh, dude. Like I've never, I haven't never seen that one, but then it goes to what you were saying. Some people are willing to pay that price because they love it and they know they can't find it again. Yeah. And I feel like that's happening more and more. Like I've sold shirts recently in the last year where, you know, I'm not even looking to sell it, but I get these crazy offers and just some collector has to have something. And I'm like, all right, you really want it, you know, sure. I'll sell it to you. Um, And I think it's cool, you know, to, if like you said about finding the three dollar center swoosh, if you have your, something on your mind, if you have something you're looking for, and you like concentrate on it en- enough, and you think about it enough, you will. I think that shit is real, and I think you're able to kind of. You know, I'm trying to get that Pokemon base set, baby. Pokemon base get, set. If you out there in the universe right it. now for a dollar twenty five, I will Dude, beat up a little somewhere, kid if bro. that has to happen. I will fight a thousand little kids if I have to if I can get my hands on a Pokemon in the thrift. Which just happened before. I found a. You, have you ever heard of those elite trainer boxes by any chance? They're like unopened boxes, right? Uh, they're just like a, they're a part of a set. Like so, like there's a set called XYZ. Yeah, um, I'm like X- so out of the Pokemon world, man. Yeah, but... it's, it's fine. I'll educate you on it. There's like a set called XY, which is basically like a reprint of the base set, which is why it's so expensive now. Um, they did several um, elite trainer boxes, and they're just like a simple box with a couple promo cards and a, like eight packs. And I found this one, and it was on the XY era. And sure enough, I ended up selling it for like a thousand dollars. Nice. So it's it's crazy how like stuff like that can for that's a modern set. That's that's from like 2016, 17. Wow. But I'm like I'm manifesting that every time I go to the thrift, like I need to find anything Pokemon graded cards, Yu Gi Oh or something. I'll get hyped if I find like I can find like the dumbest Yu Gi Oh pack from like 2015. I'll get hyped because it's Yu Gi Oh. I'm huge. I'm huge into Yu-Gi-Oh. I still play the game. Nice. That, yeah, man. I mean, it's like, I think that, that it's out there. There's tons of those cards. You just got to hit the right one, man. Keep by those, those mix packs, you know, because they, 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 in the thrift, they bag them up in like mix packs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I sometimes I don't like that though, because sometimes like the best card can be bent because they put well, them in yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. But if it's already out in the pack, some guy drops off a box of his kid's old crap. True. It's probably fucked anyway, but. True. That's very true. I remember this one time. Uh, one of the best stories I've ever heard of a Pokemon come up. I think one of the greatest Pokemon come ups no one has ever seen. Shout out to my boy. He's not on Instagram. Uh, he go by my boy Rodney. He was in an estate sale in this older woman's house. She was like 75 and she was trying to sell like most of her son's stuff. Yo. Yeah. 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 10 first edition base set booster boxes in over a thousand, over 400 first edition packs from the first. 10 uh, for the first seven years of pokemon wow and he in the, the price she asked he asked her was like insane like she asked of him it was insane like the boxes she was asking 20 dollars per box Jeez. but he ended up he ended up giving her like a ton of money i think he ended up cashing her like five g's just because she was super nice no shit because he was gonna because he just two boxes because this is when pokemon was at a hype hype in 2020 like mid 20 uh late 2020 2021 where you know those booster boxes you can get almost half a milli for them so yo did uh did the the market drop on it or is it still going oh yeah it's 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 dropped tremendously like charizard now people are like oh it's like a two hundred thousand dollar card it's it went back to its original price it was like one one hundred and twenty thousand like it's dropped like everything's dropped even though it just we just came out with the new set that just came out yesterday or the day before on the eighth uh the celebrations which is a really good set by the way uh i got my hands on a i got my hands on the the 25th anniversary charizard card so i'm really happy about that but i really want the the shining gyarados so do you think the market um that's interesting because i hadn't even heard that because i I, you know i've like i looked into the market a little bit here and there Mm -hmm. just to like see what's going on but do you think the market drop was was anything to do with like the real boom in nfts where like a lot of those people that were buying the cards maybe moved over to buying and selling NFTs instead. What is uh can you educate me on that real quick? What is an NFT? Oh, so NFT is like the non-fungible token, all the digital art that people are buying now. You don't know about oh, that? Okay. Shit? 
so so is it basically like if you buy that like say you ended up buying an nft you now own that and you can use that to whatever purpose you have for it yeah it's like it's it's like cryptocurrency art so it's like on the blockchain people are buying and selling it yeah look into it man it's crazy because in the last like year the boom in nfts which is really a weird thing to wrap your head around Mm -hmm. but it's like it's a digital art piece that people are releasing that you keep on the blockchain so it has a the history is tied to it so like pretend you have a pokemon card right yeah yeah yeah. but now it's all of a sudden it's nft so it's on your computer and you can keep it on the computer and then it's it's tied to a blockchain so then when you sell that card yeah it says like your it says the whole history of it so now you are the first owner so the second owner will have a record that you were the first owner the third owner Mm -hmm. will know that you owned it that how much you sold it to the next guy for and then how much he sold it to the next guy for okay 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 so basically it's a long list of receipts of like the the market of that certain nft has gone for correct yeah so anyway like i don't know because i feel like they're very closely related because when you look at like all these markets right the t-shirt the hype t-shirt market the sneaker market the pokemon market the nft market they're kind of like they're not fully interchangeable but they are a lot of the same customer base to a degree yeah so I feel like when one thing comes up, maybe people fall off another thing and then they're on to the next thing. And, it, you know, it's just that's, always that's definitely the thing with Pokemon. Uh, you just have a bunch of these uh, scalpers out there that will literally take a product from a kid's hand for their own good. And a lot of people just don't mess with that. And, and some there's some people that will like will not buy from certain buyers because they've done that before. But with just Pokemon, it's just it was a phase that Logan Paul, dude. Yeah, brought I remember it- that. And I made an episode about this. And thank you guys for making that like one of my biggest episodes I've ever done. Uh, So basically what it was is he inflated the market so bad that people were actually believing into those prices. He bought this quote unquote Pokemon expert. And he said like a PSA, like he's just sold a simple Bulbasaur first edition. Right. And the guy's like, yeah, uh, if you were to get that PSA 10 graded, uh, you could sell that for $30,000 which has never been the market ever for a base set Bulbasaur. Okay. PSA 10 would usually go for about maybe three to 4,000. It's dropped probably now to about 2000, but never in its right mind has it never in its lifespan ever sold for 30 to $40,000. But he kept saying that with all these cards. So people were like, I have these cards. I have them graded 40,000, 40,000, 40,000. And people are starting to go buy them, buy them, buy them starting to buy packs inflating these prices and now they're almost believable but still that's not the actual market because no one's buying those at those prices does that make sense yeah yeah totally totally makes sense and plus it, it's cup yeah because i he was all over the news so his mm-hmm. his, his new bullshit news was getting everywhere even on like mainstream media sources yeah it was gonna i think it was at one point it was on like a fox news article i believe plus couple that with like everybody sitting at home bored like wondering yeah. how to make money or what to do with their money or fucking sitting on the internet all day because of because of COVID. But don't get me know. wrong, like I, I think what he did was pretty cool. Not the whole pricing part because you're he has over what almost uh over ten million subscribers on YouTube. You're introducing, you know, some of those in his most audience is kids. But who's to say those kids never even heard of Pokemon? They may have heard of it but never seen the game. So who's to them like, oh man, that looks pretty cool. You know, like what if I can get you know something like that. And that's pretty cool what he was doing at that point. But for the part of like scalpers and all that, like never in my never in my life of collecting Pokemon cards and getting products have I gone to a Target and it's been completely empty until last year and this year. Yo, so let's take let, let's take a note from Logan Paul, or not even someone needs to send Logan Paul a box of sick vintage T-shirts and oh the, yeah, the, the T-shirt Logan market Paul. will just blow the fuck up and we can all cash out real quick. Yo, Logan Paul, <laughs> can you like? Go Logan Paul, if I can give you some free sports specialty t-shirts if you're listening, uh, sports specialty snapbacks, and you can blow the market up because I have those same snapbacks and and get an advisor and say they're $50,000, by all means, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll no send you shit. Some <laughs> that's like but that's, but that's like manipulating the market. That's like using your uh, your status to manip- not manipulate a market, but to upgrade a market like Travis but Scott. That, but like when you look at that too, that's like what, I mean, that's the highest level of it. Oh, but yeah. that's, exactly what brand seeding is called so when brands 
drop new product. They send out to influencers, right? They give everybody free shit so that they go post on social media. So that's exactly what brand seeding is. It's, you know, you could call it market manipulation or call it whatever, but it's, it's real, man. And everyone does it every day. If I were able to send like my brand of vintage city university to Tiana Trump or Kim Kardashian and they wear it on a post. Yeah. I'm making bank. You're making bank. Yo, Kim Kardashian, if you're listening to the podcast of Tiana Trump, Tiana Trump, most <laughs> importantly, Tiana Trump, if you can give me some like sloppy tops, that would be amazing. But if you guys can like free stuff, like by all means, hit my line. Yo, all right. All right. Expect that call coming in real soon, buddy. Oh, my God, dude. That's like my whole thing with this podcast. I'm able to get like some type of celebrity or like a porn star on this podcast. I will be elated. Because if you guys follow me, you guys know I'd be saying, I'd be posting the most outlandish things on my stories. Yo, everybody right now, tag your favorite porn star in the comments. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to post this because this will be like actual one. I, I never post an actual episode on my page, but I'll post this one on my Instagram page. Uh, we're uh, we're kind of going towards the tail end of it. I have two more topics. The last, uh, the, the second to last I want to talk about is uh, Bitstitch and how it's kind of crazy. So why don't you tell us a little bit about BidStitch? All right. So BidStitch is a new platform we just launched a few months ago. We are still in, in the development stages of, of coming out with all the features that we want. But it's uh, at its core, it is a selling platform where you get to pay one monthly fee and sell as much product as you want with no commissions. So when you look at the market of reselling right now, every platform has commission fees, Depop, eBay, Etsy, Grail, Poshmark, everything. They take a, they take a percentage of your sale, which can be 10 to 20%. We don't take a cent off your sale. We only take a small fee of nine 99 per month, sell as much as you want. So we're kind of trying to give the power back to the sellers, let them keep more of their money. Um, Obviously it's free as a customer. You get to buy for free. You just got to set up an account. And, you know, as a customer, if your friends are on, on BidStitch, like, you know, buying on BidStitch actually helps you support your friends more because they're not having to give up a percentage. Support small businesses platform. is what he's saying. Yeah. Support those small businesses or because friends. When you guys reached, uh, when BidStitch, the Instagram, your guys' Instagram page, they reached out to me because I think somebody sent it to them. I had this, I have two of them. I just sold one on eBay, sadly was a reverse weave champion Harvard University uh, sweater. Nice. Uh, I ended up selling it for 130 on eBay, and eBay was like, yeah, uh, we don't need everything about that. And I ended up making only 87 bucks out of it. A yeah, that's a, hu- that's a huge amount of money. So I'm like, I, I even posted, I'm like, yo, I just got pimped by eBay, bro. And I haven't sold on eBay in almost a year. I was like, yo, I just straight got pimped out by eBay. And, I was, yes. and then you guys reached out to me, and we were talking, because I, I, I really don't like, I need to know stuff before I actually go into it. And I asked you guys and you guys gave me all like answered all my questions. And sure enough, uh, you guys were so kind to give me a free trial. And sure enough, I ran, I genuinely love it. The, it. I know you guys say you guys are going to get app ready. I'm going to kind of wait out and get until you guys get an app. I cannot work a computer to save my life to post and stuff yeah, like that. So apps definitely coming soon. We also, we started, we started like really pushing hard on uh, vintage community news. So every day we're posting I articles. Lo- I love that. About- yeah, I love that, your and that's been a lot of fun. It's amazing. It's been really dope to kind of be involved in that. And like, that's kind of where we see the vision. Like, we really want BidStitch to be a hub for everybody involved in yeah. vintage. You can come, you can learn something, you can sell some shit, you can buy some shit, um, you can chat on the forums and the comments, and you guys can like communicate with each other on there. And the news, we're really just kind of covering anything that's that's newsworthy in the community, relevancy, like that. like relevancy. So, yeah, yeah, relevant. You know, and then there's, there's a lot of relevant news, but oh, yeah. no one's really covering it in a in a platform that allows you to go see everything in one place. I do so, love their guys' like bid stitch news. Uh, whoever whoever is doing that. Yeah, shout out Tom Continuity. He crushes the news. Yeah, he's, he's, he's our uh, news anchor. Yeah, that is awesome. That is so awesome. Like, you guys yeah. are pretty revolutionary when it comes. I'm not saying, like, oh, I, like you're not the first one to do it, but you guys do it to a way, like, you guys not pander, but you guys really are for the community and all that. And I really do love that. Yeah. And I th- it's fun. We get, you know, it keeps us up to date with what's going on. Yo, we, are, we are members. <laughs> we are members of the community. So, 
we see what's happening and, and you know it's, it's interesting shit like i have like i already shouted out my podcast but that's kind of where i was at before i i, I interview lots of people just like you do about the video you're actually journey. my first guest so i'm your first guest on the show yeah you're my first guest ever oh no out shit. of my out of Yo, my I'm fu- uh, I'm fucking honored ep- man thank you man <laughs> out of uh 32 uh episodes even though this podcast this podcast has been going on for a year even though there should be at least about 100 episodes those those other uh 68 episodes will never reach air ever <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's legit i'm the first guest shout out the first guest me <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i was like i want to interview somebody and i was like might as well go hard i'm like either i get vid stitch or i get you and i was like i got i'm glad i got you so i'm really yeah that's dope so yeah i mean it's super fun what we're doing with vid stitch like I said, there's a lot of new de- a lot of developments we're coming out with in the future uh, like the app and like other features on the site that are going to really bring uh, new life to it. And, you know, we've got a lot of members on there. One thing we are doing next week, well, I don't know when this podcast will come out, but it'll uh, come out uh, ne- uh, this coming Friday. Yeah. Okay. So, next week. so that's probably perfect. So right now we're, we're, we're doing $1 auction week guys, which means on bid stitch, if you go to bid stitch, we're playing a game with everyone. If you list five $1 auctions, cause bid stitch actually has, auction capabilities and buy it now capabilities if you list mm-hmm. five auctions you're entered into a, a draw a little squid game win some cash prize money um for 250 bucks and then i don't gotta kill nobody you don't gotta you might get killed but um you're good yeah i'm gonna tell you this if you guys have a red light green light game i'm I'm destroying everybody in that game <laughs> i right. was amazing yeah. i was amazing at that game bro what was the what was the best off topic okay what was the best like uh a playground game you were good at i crushed the marbles we played it differently than they did in the squid game though um you weren't you weren't manipulating anybody you didn't give him a sack of rocks i was like look over there and fucking oh my god he did not deserve that (laughs) Uh, i could do the backflip off a swing not really a game but it was fun yo dude i that sucks now like like kids won't experience like the pain of getting hit with a rubber ball in like winter weather. <laughs> like, like a lacrosse ball. What game was that? Dodgeball. Oh yeah, dodgeball's a shit. Dodgeball was amazing, but I was I was that type of kid that couldn't catch. I was terrible in football. I was a I was a terrible tight end. I couldn't catch. I can block, but I couldn't catch. Yo, I couldn't catch a ball to save my life. Every time I going into class, I'd have like a red like whole red face. Because I would get hit with the dodgeball so bad. <laughs> Yo, there was uh, this kid. Yeah. No, you're making me want to go play uh, right now. Uh, you know, go play a good adult pickup dodgeball game on the street. Oh my god, I would. That'd be awesome. Yeah, there was this kid named Randy. This kid had like a like he would like get so much momentum he would jump and spin and like curve that ball. I didn't know where it was going. It would always get me, bro. Yeah, that's that's fun shit. So yeah, back to uh, quickly bid stitch. But so the, it's we're in, we're in one dollar auction. We go to bid stitch uh, on Instagram. Check the post if you want to get in on that. Get in on one dollar auction week. Super fun. You can win two hundred fifty bucks. You get 250. points. Yeah, two hundred fifty bucks cash. You can win. Oh, sorry. You get points uh, into the draw for posting your one dollar auctions, for sharing on social, for putting your your bid stitch account in in your bio link. All these different things. It's kind of just playing a game with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go just go check out bidstitch.com and see if, see what you think. Like you know, shop, read the news, and tell us what you think. Yeah, bidstitch. If you're listening, I know you're part of it, but bidstitch. If you're listening, I uh, we can use a sponsor. I'll sell the shit out of your site. <laughs> All right, London, you hear that? Let's go. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, you can invest into me. I'll make it happen. I'll I can sell I can sell bidstitch to a hobo. Do you have any sponsors? Guarantee. No, I don't. I used to have a uh, trolling toad. But then I wasn't able to post for like two months, so they dropped me. Oh yeah, so I got I. Okay, cool. Okay, uh, what was I saying? You, uh, we're talking about sponsors. I haven't oh, got yeah. one. So I, I got I hit up by stitch. Manscaping as a sponsor for my podcast. Yo, I so yeah. want Manscape, bro. I want like if I get Manscape, uh, free products to help me wash myself more than I already do. Live in it or Blue Chew. Yeah, you're the perfect guy for Manscaped. As per- how he sounds like you're a clean dude. <laughs> so oh, I'm, like, very clean dude. I'm like, they sent me the package and they're like, yo, start. I haven't started promoting them yet, but I'm going to be. 
But I'm like, how do I broach this subject? Do I just start asking guests like if they shave their balls or like? You should just be. Uh, you know what you should do? You should make. You should make an ad campaign, and you just be butt naked without showing yourself, and just be like, "This is what happens," and then just continue to do that and make it awkward as possible, but still trying to sell it. Okay. Okay. I don't know if my wife's gonna be stoked on me butt naked on uh, on the IG, but hey, let's give her a go. Hey. Whatever, say you'd be like, babe, you want us to get the bag or not? Yeah, exactly. I'm bringing in the money. Come on, babe. Come on. It's not like you haven't seen me naked before filming. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, yo, what's uh, uh, what's the last topic you want to get into? So, since you are my first guest, this is this co- this goes towards to you, and this is you asking me what's my opinion on something, anything that comes to your mind that you are very passionate about besides vintage. What would you like to get my opinion on whatever topic that is okay, vintage okay. at the moment? Uh, all right. You have to start off with what's your opinion on. Whatever. Yes, totally. Uh, okay. Oh, man. It, that's what I like because it gives people like it, it puts them on the spot. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, you know, I'm like, a, I'm like, a, I consider myself like a pretty uh, conscious environmentalist uh per se so you know what's your opinion on you know the state of fast fashion and the state of where we are in our consumerism in america and uh yeah like how you know that's it basically what's your opinion on on that and how do you see what's your hopes for the future and how do you see it going for fast fashion. Uh, can you kind of give me an explanation of what fast fashion is? I'm not pretty. Yeah. So basically, I mean, fast fashion can be put down to like a lot of different things, but like brands like H&M all the way up to like, um, you know, Supreme is like streetwear fashion, but even Supreme is just like so overproduced now and, and new production is killing the planet. Dyes are polluting our water. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the over uh, cheap clothes that people buy that they, they wear three times and they throw out, you know, being able to sell a T-shirt for five, five to ten bucks where somebody in China is like not making any money at all to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that that whole movement and like the movement into like sustainable uh, production, but also like more more vintage fashion, more people buying secondhand is like way better. But anyway, what's your opinion? It does. Um. I would, I, I think, oh man, it kind of put me in a weird situation to kind of put my own words into it. I just think with a lot of things like with the dying, you know, it's killing a lot of uh, animals and the like plants and all that stuff. Just kind of have to figure out different because a lot of these people, they're just trying to get it done as fast as possible with the least a lot of money. Yeah, you know, totally. My thing is this, if you can just put a little bit of fucking research into this stuff and really figure out what is, what is environmentally safe and what doesn't kill animals and what doesn't pollute, uh, whatever you're doing is polluting anything. If you just take your time and effort to actually go through and look at the history of a lot of stuff, like vintage, for example, there's a reason why vintage has been lasting for so long. And a lot of these modern t-shirts are only lasting about a month and they'll rip on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So yeah, like it's what, like, so like what time. vintage is doing, why don't you look into the production value of what they were doing back then with vintage? The type of cotton they were using, what kind of machines they were using, uh, were they actually using dye? Like, were they actually like using, you know, harmful dyes or whatever? Even if it is a little bit more expensive than what you would like on your budget, you know, we ain't got no, we ain't no billionaires like Musk and Bezos. We can't go to planets. This is all. This is the only planet we got right now, and we try to save it as much as we can. So, just do a little bit more research and pay a little bit more than you want to. I know they're not gonna listen to me. But hey, who am I? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, no, but that's good advice. Yeah, like pay up for quality that lasts you a long time. Exactly, it's quality go over a lot quanti- longer uh, quantity. Than some bullshit that's cheap. Even though you think you're saving money in the lo- in the short term, you're spending more in the long term because oh yeah, you're buying crap. All righty. Since we are done with that little segment of what's your opinions, uh, thank I greatly thank you for being uh, my first guest on here. Yeah, man. I'm super stoked to be on, dude. Thank you for having me. It was a fun time. 
And where can they find you? This is where you can put all your plugs in right now. Okay, well, we've been talking about Bidstitch. You got to go check out bidstitch.com at Bidstitch on uh, G. Me personally, uh, at Drew Heifetz on Instagram. And uh, my company is at FS and Frank and at Frankie Collective. Got lots of shit going on. Go check out my podcast called Vintage and Stuff on iTunes and YouTube. And uh, yeah, you know, you can dive deep into all my content and all the vintage and reworked clothing that we sell. All right, all right, all right, guys. If you guys want to follow this podcast, it is the What's Your Opinions podcast. You guys can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Pretty much wherever you guys get your podcast, that you most likely will find my sexy voice in there. If you guys want to support this podcast by any means, by all means, you can follow me at Vintage City Kings with a Z at the end of it. I know I said we, I had to postpone the Vintage City University drop because you know the production sucked on the snapbacks, and I can't find any more snapbacks at the moment. So that will be whenever I can actually put it out. If you guys want to follow my other podcast, which is the Night Shifters, we just posted a new episode out. So go please look that up everywhere that I just said. And by all means, guys, be nice to each other. It's community over competition. Why do we need to compete when we all love the same thing? I'll see you guys next week. And maybe we can get more guests in here. Maybe we can get multiple guests. Yo, Tiana Trump. Why don't you just hop in the podcast already? I know you have feelings for me. We've been dating for like six years in my mind already. Come on. All right. Again, bro, appreciate you coming, and we'll see you guys next week. Big up, dude. Thanks again. No problem, bro. Peace, guys. Later.